0: Greg Duncan, and this is Martin Woodward. The hey. team's back, Greg. Hey, all right, it's and, like the old days. Yeah, we don't, we don't need any of those extra hosts. Well, actually, yeah, we we, we, do. we do. Please come back. <laughs> But I appreciate you coming on, Martin. I, I are being available? I, you know, I, I was and uh, listeners. I'm sorry we're a week late. It was my fault. I was sick as a dog, so we we pushed it to today. Uh, we'll have another show. We plan on having another show next week. We'll talk about that probably. Uh, but yeah, I was going to, you know, hell or high water. We were going to do a show today, even if it was you listening. All of you listening just now, Martin and Martin. I, <laughs> Listeners, you know, Martin used to produce the show, He used to record it and produce it, uh, but and then he turned it over to me. And now, you know, since he's back in the TFS land, he's all like, you know what? I kind of miss that, right, Martin?
1: I don't exactly miss it. I just <laughs> felt guilty about you being sick, and I so thought I can, you know, I could probably remember how to do it. <laughs> and then you said we would have a show today and I was like oh well the show will get out quicker anyway then if, uh, even if we wait a week to record it it probably still get out quicker but no I'm sure I'll be able to remember so I've been I've been digging around and poking around a little bit i am uh, talked to you about this offline and I think I, oh no did we talk about it on the I can't remember if we talked about it on the show or not but I want to try and um, I've got the new the next the V3 version of the website ticking over in my head I haven't started on it yet but um, you know coming up with some ideas and things so hoping to, hoping to start on that. Uh, I don't know. Well, I hope it's starting in the next month, but I probably won't. But we'll see how we get on. It should be good.
0: Good. Yeah, I just need cool. to move it
1: off Web Matrix. you know? I want to move it over to .NET Core and have a nice continuous delivery pipeline set up and because at the minute we're quite fit well we'll talk about this later but we're quite fearful of touching it you know
0: so, yeah <laughs> well and the SQL compact database that all the show notes and everything are actually stored into and yeah that's actually the bane of my radio tfs existence, trying to yeah. get the show notes to fit into that uh, let's talk about Max it. anyway is that We've
1: got news, friend. We have. So um, l- last time we spoke, we mentioned about Team Foundation Server 2017 Update 1 being available, but the were links weren't posted yet because it was just after launch, wasn't it? So um, Brian and Harry did a quick blog post with Update 1 available. It's one of those updates where we, it, um, you know, we do the whole... We, we listen with our analytics to see what's going on and then found there was a couple of issues people were running into. So we pulled the update briefly while we fixed that and then uh, reissued it. And so that's up, the update's available now. And uh, download it and, and get cracking. It seems like a good one. It seems to be going in well now.
0: Good, good, and uh, we've got uh, the battle of the consulting firms. We have Incycle a post from Incycle and uh, from Imagine It, both talking about TFS twenty seventeen. The Incycle one is TFS twenty seventeen update one points of interest, and they go through a number of bulleted points stuff that they just find you know very cool. Including my my favorite is Code Search. I swear that is I. Love that! Um, Imagine it does the same thing, but they do the top six features, and they talk about build improvements, uh, package improvements, the test improvements, uh, the release management improvements, uh, uh, and one of their top of one of those top six things is uh, the Team Room uh, depreciation. That was in the top six. (laughs) That was number five. Yeah, that was even above the process new uh, process template editor. Like, all right, I get no poor team room. So, sad.
1: so we use Microsoft Teams a lot nowadays. Obviously, being Microsoft okay. and being in Teams, and I found a feature there I never knew existed. You can, because um, in it you can just do like a meet now. You know, you can have a meeting and then everybody joins in the conversation. Mm-hmm. You can actually arrange scheduled meetings from inside of your Microsoft team room you can set it up as a recurring event Hmm. so if you have like a stand-up or something like that you can just set it up from inside of Microsoft Teams and it sends out a recurring event like invite to everybody and you click on it and you join it but you're still within Microsoft Teams so other people in the team can just jump in that way you've got um, a persistent log you know you know how when you're in a uh, a meeting, you sort of send each other links and things, and go talk to this person. You dump the name in, and then you can't find the name, and then you've <laughs> got to go and you know search for your recent conversations in Outlook or whatever. Well, it's all there. So I was like, wow, this is awesome. But so I so many, I keep running into features I didn't know about existing in Microsoft Teams. So there
0: we go. Okay. I'm gonna have to hunt you know. down. There was, uh, I highlighted it on this week on Channel Nine. There was a great story about Microsoft Teams uh, and the the story behind it and how they start out with just a little team, and how they did the MVP, and just how quickly they, yeah, I'll have those no, down really in and put it in the we show in,
1: Yeah, we. Um, so when I was uh, over on um, working with Scott Hanselman, mm-hmm. we were one of the first teams to beta test it, you know, and and it went from, I mean, it changed names like right, a few times, <laughs> you know, and up until so I still still cheap kind of call it by its original name and have to correct myself so yeah it's good it's, it, it came out really well it's just surprisingly good um and people talk about it as a slacker people but it, you know, it kind of does different it's different yeah. you know what i mean it's just different so anyway i like it so Cool. But um yeah, two good bugs. The um while we're talking about updates actually, uh, update four of um the preview for update TFS twenty fifteen update four is out. Um if you want to take a look. We we're focusing now into the update four time. You know, it's it's kind of new features are now arriving in the twenty seventeen and it's mostly bug fixes going into twenty fifteen update four. Well, there's twenty. It's like you know, well over twenty bug fixes. It's a good, solid release. So if you if you are um... Uh, you know, wanting to try that out, then do so. And then when Update 4 ships as well, definitely, if you're not ready to upgrade to 2017 yet, for whatever reason, you should do. But if you're not, then um, Update 4 uh, would be a good release to go for. Bear in mind, all those fixes obviously make it into the newer versions of the server as well. They don't just sit in the old version. So, you know, you get them anyway if you go to 2017. But there we go.
0: So I ran across this. It was a, This is post is a little bit old, but it's one of those really small ones that if you, you know, if you not running into it, then you don't know anything about it. You don't care about it. But if you're running into it, it may be driving you crazy on it. There's, there was a posted March 20th, nine days ago from the day we're recording this, a, 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 the sign-in flow changes on VSTS advisory. They made some um, implement change Implementation changes for the way users uh, sign in and out of STS, And for the majority of people, vast majority, it's working fine, but there's some few people where it's not, where if you're using IE or Edge, you're not able to sign in. So, um, Justin Marks has a link to the KB article that basically you have to just go through your internet options and um, add HTTPS slash Visual Studio to your trusted sites. It's really primarily Uh, the fix for that. That's just one of those things where it was working probably, and then it didn't, and you're like, ah, oh, what happened?
1: Yeah, no, it's very annoying, and it's always funny when you when you listen to the authentication happening, you know, and you hear the click, 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 you're like, ah, oh, how many pages have been bouncing around here? So yeah, it's good. <laughs> um, some other news. Uh, we've um, open sourced MS Test. Yeah. Hey, so that's something that's been in the works for quite a while. The team have been working on that for a good, uh, you know a good long time. Um, previously, we open sourced the Visual Studio Test Platform, um, okay. and and now um, which is all the test runners and things like that. And now this is MS Test, so the actual MS okay. Test.
0: You know, I was actually confused by that. I, I'm, okay. I cleared that yeah. up. I was like, what? I thought this was already open source. VS Test was done a while ago. So no, okay.
1: Yeah, okay. no. So this is um bs test platform is the runners and things and all the stuff that i just plug into the ide and into the build process and stuff and then you have your the test framework you use within that so you might use xunit or NBUnit unit or, NB or ms test and ms test itself wasn't yet open source right um but book and that Buck mentioned it when he was on the show that they're looking at open sourcing ms test and here we have it it's uh, it's out there so that's great news um so on GitHub, and the team are very actively developing on like the V2 of a test framework, you know, and and actively working on it. So which is good news as well.
0: Yeah, and it looks like I mean they've actually done it. There's a uh comment here that the ms test framework uh right test targeting.net framework.net core asp.net core on windows linux and mac so so cross yep. it really really is cross-platform and stuff so that's yeah so it's it alive is. and well ms test or MSTest yeah
1: yeah i know uh, a lot of people have a lot of ms tests there and you know when i was doing again when i was doing the .NET stuff it's actually a blocker for a lot of people who are wanting to move to dotnet core because ms test wasn't yet supported on .NET core um and it was blocking a lot of people, and a lot of people ended up converting their tests over to XUnit because XUnit was moving faster and things. So hopefully now that it's all open source, then because you see the problem is that there's a problem when Microsoft projects who are open source interface with Microsoft projects that aren't because the cadences are different you oh. know um one of them's sh- one of them needs to wait until the thing shipped before they can release because that's the whole point you know <laughs> uh, whereas the open source stuff people are running on the latest ci build of what's checked in and um while well, there was or you know always like this inter- you know my mss was working on stuff and there was a build there that you know if you had the CI build you'd go run and test and you went to dot it wasn't available so yeah and this is it's good to see that they're open and then hopefully from now on they'll be able to um, keep in better sync you know with with the projects and and not 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 appear as if they're lagging behind. So it's all good. Right. Um, And then as well as that, there's uh, Prashibora has done a test, uh, done a post, sorry, about um, (laughs) the new.
0: A post on test. A a post post on test.
1: We're testing the post. (laughs) Uh, But it's all about the new um, agents and how is the, you know, they're moving to sort of a unified agent um, between Build and RM and the, Agent itself has a new concept called phases in, and basically the the this they're trying to make it easier to allow you to do things in parallel. And a, a very, very common thing to do on Parallel is to test while you're doing some other stuff, you know, some like deployment activities or whatever, um, or or some packaging activities and things. Or So they, they, this blog post goes through and kind of explains the, the multi-agent process and how you do that and how you farm out an activity across. Because if you've written your tests properly, like mm-hmm. there's no reason tests should be atomic, you know. Right. Often they're not, and that's right. where they fall over but, uh, they should be able to running any order and they should be autonomic. So if you've written your tests like that, then it's very, very, very easy to split them out into multiple build agents. And that's a great way of speeding up your test execution timeframe is to just throw more, throw more tin at the problem. Yeah. So, um, so the, in this particular post, it goes through and shows you how to do that, but it's an example of the parallelism functionality that, you know, um, that they've added in as well. So it'd be good to, we'll, we we should talk about that a little bit, um, in our next show as well uh, when we get yeah we should yeah we should talk about that some more with them
0: yeah I, my question would be because um you know we, we are investigating and we i already did the proposal business proposal business case to move to vsts we're all very excited cool. about that and, just, uh, this is amazing yeah i was like what you, you mean we can do that it's like yeah and the price was rather funny,
1: the pr- was funny why because, why was the price funny
0: because All of our developers were already on Visual Studio Enterprise MSDN subscriptions.
1: Mm -hmm. So it's free.
0: So – VSTS is free for like the entire
1: group. And it's free for stakeholders as well.
0: Yeah. And, and, and the package management was free because we we're all on VS Enterprise. And, I mean, the only thing that, that I think I added was one extra build pipeline instead of having the one, you know, they have yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. So it was like $6 a month. It was just <laughs> an insane, uh, you know, price. Now we are, they were always saying, well, why do we need everybody need enterprise? Why don't we do professional? And I, I'm fighting that battle. But um, <laughs> it was just really funny on how really cheap it's like I always ask how much is it going to cost Like, uh, nothing yeah nothing.
1: compare that with your uh, in fact here's the hardware we can switch off now you <laughs> should get the electricity built of the hardware that you're switching off <laughs>
0: Seriously. Um, but what but that – that, why this that came up is the pipeline. Oh, yeah, I yeah. still have a hard time, like, wrapping my head around pipelines, and maybe this will be something for the next couple shows. We're going to focus uh, – for listeners, we're going to fo- do a lot of DevOps, the next two shows. Yeah. Um, but those pipelines and how would the parallelization of the tests – you know, help or hurt the pipelines.
1: How I have it in my head right now, and we'll find out if I'm wrong when we go talk to the team. <laughs> How I have it in my head right now is the pipeline in VSTS terms is basically a um, a concurrent agent. Okay. Um, And so... Uh, but I, we'll see if I'm wrong or not. So that's basically how I went. it's how many agents you can have running concurrently. It's what it's what they determine as a pipeline. Mm-hmm. Now the word itself, pipeline, is a if people use the word pipeline to determine their entire chain. You know, to, from build to deployment and right. all the steps are involved but that's that's that that is correct and that's you know that's the valid use of the term but in in terms of you know if you want to if you want to translate from old principles to new i think that's what it is but hey we'll find out when we go talk to them
0: right yeah because i want to know if you scale out your tests you know does that mean you run running pipeline issues that that was the first thing i thought about
1: yeah and i um, would think yes is what i'm thinking but let's find out
0: cool So, uh, one of our favorite resources recently updated, um, Sachin sent out an email to the ALM Champs list, letting all the champs know that the Visual Studio ALM had been recently updated and it's got all the. Brian
1: Keller VM. Yeah. Uh, it has
0: all the yeah. latest bits and and, and chips and uh, all the good stuff. Let me see. What were the deep on it? Uh, everything's updated to VS um, and TFS 2017. S- the server was updated to 2016, Office 2016, SQL Server 2016. The Tailspin Toys um, was replaced with Parts Unlimited. Brand new labs for the new features of both the 2017 products. The site, the new site here is nice and pretty. So if you been using this uh, check out the site also make sure you look at the what's in the very top there that the 2017 labs are now available on the technet virtual labs
1: yes exactly what i was going to call out that's incredibly important
0: yeah so you know cause downloading that vm i, I mean if, if you're just doing it for the labs that is that's yeah that's that's, that's no. yeah People did, and yeah, you know, I know. He, I mean, I did it. I, I, I totally understand that because that was the only option that we had. But this making it, you know, it's say, "Start the labs." I want to check out the new uh, collaborative experience and development using the yeah. click on "Start the labs," and it will spin everything up and get you in there and set you all up for um, playing with these labs using the Technic virtual
1: lab. Yeah, yep, yeah, it looks awesome. Um, cool. No, yeah. 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 I'm, I was just thinking, Oh, I, I know somebody on my team would, would be use that. So I'm just letting
0: them know. <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, I think I said that to, um, my partner in crime, Oscar. Hey, Oscar, yeah. I, you got to check this out. You should get Oscar
1: on the show sometime. We're always talking about Oscar.
0: <laughs> well, Hey Oscar. Is, is, yeah. Is he, uh, mis- you know, mythical? Is there really? A
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so something else I want listeners, you guys all remember that my whole Jira in version one, Conversations and I was and just about. To, I, I was
1: going to bring that one back up, by the way, because of the whole pricing issue. I was. Like, did you did you compare uh, it to the? Anyways, unfortunately,
0: sorry. version one is, is still here to stay for now. When we move to VSTS, it'll be for code and build and and release, not work item management. But um, this thing, um, Esteban Garcia blogs about one of the blockers that we had and why we looked at Jira and version one because um, the backlog level. The way we were organizing, and as a corporation, jumping into Scrum, into Scrum, and into Agile, trying to organize all of our portfolio of products, is that we have these initiatives, and then each one of these initiatives are broken down into smaller. Initiatives, and then there's you know the projects, and then there's the actual iterations. <laughs> then they have um, epics and features and, and and backlog items on it. So trying to do that in TFS, uh, yes, we could have done it with the, the process log editor in, in TFS, but that was like oh. Uh, um, And then let alone in VSTS, how do you deal with that? Well, Esteban Garcia shows us you can now add, you know, your custom backlog level and make them as you need them to be. (laughs) The the example they show is create a new work item type called initiative. Mm -hmm. I saw that, and I was all like, oh, that's cool. So one day, if and when we ever move off of version one, I'll be able to come back to this. And, th- and when I'm approached, why don't we use VSTS for this? I'll show you how we can model VSTS to somewhat like we had previously. Very
1: cool. Yeah, no, it's is a good blog post, Mr. Ban, as well. Um, So we... One of the things I've been looking at lately is, um, again, I'm thinking about the whole Radio TFS stuff again and wanting to know how to, you know, protect secrets um, (laughs) using the, especially during deployment and stuff like that, but also, you know, so there's other practices where you need to do the secrets and um, hooking into Azure Key Vault. So najib has got a blog post that that really delves deep into this and goes through the whole thing about how to use Azure Key Vault, how to use um, Azure Key Vault with VSTM, and things like that, and there's loads of code samples out there, and using um, yeah, using Vault to store the secrets. And so yeah, it's worth it's worth while well, looking at, and it also shows you how simple it is to then hook into your Key Vault for your uh, build and deployment steps as well. It's it's pretty straightforward. So, good I, post.
0: Yeah, boy, I just had a brain cramp. there. I don't know what I was going to say. It was it was something related to the secrets and and how cool I thought it was, and, and then I got stupid. Oh. Yeah, it happens. Maybe it's
1: encrypted. Maybe maybe, the, maybe <laughs> that brain. comment has been encrypted in Azure Key Vault. <laughs> yeah, my brain
0: didn't decrypt. Um, but last show we talked about the TFS 2017 Management Pack. Uh, Brian Harry announced it, and we were talking about it and all that stuff. Uh, I saw this point uh, post from Aaron Holberg, and he talks about the Microsoft System Center Management Pack for Visual Studio Team Foundation Server 2017 and how it doesn't currently monitor build resources, but he also says how to use system center to do that for you. So it's a little extra work from maybe what, if you're in the 2015 land, but it's not that hard. Looking at the post here, there's like three, four steps extra, and you just have system center do the monitor. Why, you know, why should the SGS or the um, management pack do it when it's just a system? Okay. Cool.
1: Yep. Um, the... We've, this is kind of the next post is really this is the sort of thing the Rangers used to do sometimes and, yeah. and, and Willie was always really good at them. But uh, Tim Sneath posted about a great new Visual Studio 2017 poster, and if you want, you know, a piece of wall art you can hang up that tells you about what's new in Visual Studio 2017. It's really really cool, and it doesn't just have, you know like the top-level features and things. It delves in, has some really good screenshots, has the new keyboard shortcuts, has your CLI reference for .NET Core in there, so if you want to need .NET New, .NET Build, all that sort of stuff. Talks about the DevOps stuff, talks about um, all the C Sharp 7 language improvements, the F Sharp improvements, and you know, uh, some sort of tutorial on Git commands. Really, really, really handy little you know poster. So um, it's all available as a PDF. You can go and if you've got a fancy plotter at work you can print out in massive version or whatever version you want you do definitely definitely want to print out on a big printer it's the sort of thing you might want to send to you know when uh, nasa had those um the mars posters and they sold out really quick you know like the journey 2 posters which are really cool um, they sold out really quick, and but they, they made the graphics open source, so I just got a copy of the PDF and then sent it to a uh, print-on-demand company locally, and just you know got them to print it as a massive. Uh, hmm. Wasn't a naught, It was like Anchor did it, like a two or something like that. But, but I don't. You know. Uh, you probably don't know what those things are in America. No. These crazy metric paper <laughs> systems that the rest of the world use.
0: I see them in my paper list. I, like I, I, I,
1: yeah, What's that? <laughs> can give me, Give. So what? What? What would you use then, Greg? If because it's, it's not letter. What? On, it's double letter the, or triple. Uh,
0: it's actually called tabloid. So tabloid. A, there you rather funny. I saw this uh, PDF. It's like. Uh, And it was like in an NDA that we have a launch in a box uh, for MVP uh, Mm -hmm. for the 2017. And that's where I saw this post. And it was before the post came out. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to jump on this. I'm going to share this with my team. And I try to use my printer to do uh, 11 by 17 tabloid side. And it wouldn't work. And it wouldn't work. And I spent literally like four hours fussing with my machine, printing to other machines in the building, just trying to get this stupid thing to work. So I, And I finally gave up and submitted a, um, a ticket to my, our IT guys. Literally like five minutes later, they're over. Ten minutes of fussing with it, and it's fixed. I'm like, ugh, facepalm. What was wrong? And, but and what that let me do is I printed up one for everybody in my team, and I handed them out as party favors at my next set of stand-ups. <laughs> nice. so scrum master it's like and i would like i did a quiz okay what does scrum stand for they're all like you're right nothing here's a poster
1: <laughs> nice that's uh, good no it's really good it's a poster, yeah. Though. Yeah, i yeah. do
0: it by letter <laughs> it just yeah. didn't. Pass you're the not going to be reading that uh-huh
1: yeah, yeah. yeah no you'd need very high dpi but no, it's a great poster so thanks to tim for posting that and um yeah we should do more of these i used to love these things so i need more wall art so that's good um yeah uh, as well as that, one of the things you might have noticed as well, we had a you know new release, new marketing team, new logo. Obviously, it's so what you've got to do. So it, the new logo actually made sense this time because one of the uh, um, biggest complaints people would have is like, which version of Visual Studio am I running? I can't really tell the difference between the windows. So it made sense. And they just made some tweaks to it. Um, so if you go in to um, so John Lee did a post, which we will put in the shows, but it kind of shows you um, you know the Infinity logo, which is the Visual Studio you know the visual studio logo is like the infinity symbol but you the one you all know and then the different logos that we use into things like visual studio uh, visual studio code um visual studio the ide visual Studio blend and obviously um vsts as well has its own logo that went through a couple of different iterations as well the one it's on now is like a you know devops loop kind of you know cicd loop kind of thing um at one point it was a sort of comment box that looks very similar so i quite often you know if i see the Old logo, I I, I sometimes it's very very similar to the new one, apart from the new one's a loop. So, there we go. It's cool, but no, it's good.
0: Between you and me, Martin, make sure please don't tell anybody else. I did not know that that, I did not realize that that was an infinity. Really, I just did not click
1: so it started off did you know so the old Uh, one the the roundy one was uh the old infinity symbol doug seven was a guy that introduced that this was back in 2010 i think and it was more obviously a infinity because it was you know it it was round um but it was in perspective and then yeah then when when we went all um i don't want to say modern ui there we go i was trying not to say <laughs> yeah. metro when we went on modern ui and went flat and stuff they introduced the new one and made it square and you know made it so it fit in the tiles um so yeah simply so we call the infinity symbol there you go uh, yeah and then we've have also done a version which is much better for you know because we're all about the mac and things now right. and so um the the logo they've done um for the Mac is is really nice as well. Fits in, you know, it's native looking to the Mac <laughs> platform. And what's even better is um, the the so again uh, Nerd Alert Nerd Alert. The, um, you have different uh, icon version sizes and the two different platforms. So um, Mac OS has, used to have higher DPI icons, but now Windows can support even higher DPI because, of course, it can. But, uh, you know, um, so the different versions you have to create for different platforms and things. And, again, the teams have done a really good job. Get, getting the art for the Mac OS versions, I know, because I used to have to do it all the time, was always hard work. And now the, the UX team are awesome, and just it just magically comes out with all right versions and looks really good on the Mac as well. So. Yep, all good stuff. I, there we S- go.
0: Sometimes I amaze myself.
1: Well, you know, it's this inside baseball. I guess you wouldn't yeah. know unless you know. You know, it's just it's the Visual Studio symbol, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I just didn't click.
1: Yep. Um, I've no idea what the Nike tick's called. They probably have a, they <laughs> have a fancy name for it.
0: So. Today I was tasked with uh, getting some KPIs for how well the team is doing. And so we can, our, my manager can report every couple of weeks, they have a report and they were doing these KPIs. And one of the ones they pulled out of the air for development cause doing KPIs for development can be wonky. Uh, was the number of failed nightly builds, not our CIs or release builds, but just the nightly builds. Because the nightly builds, you know, it's bad if they fail, right? Mm -hmm. You know, if the developer is checking in code um, and his CI build, he ignores the fails in the CI builds and it's failing in his nightly builds and it's not a, you know, resources down or something. That's just kind of a bad, so it kind of makes sense. Um, And I was looking at that I'm looking at the build reports and the, you know, the, not getting giving me any data. okay, what's going on? Look at the Excel reports, no data. And I realized that all of our builds are V are Vnext builds. So none of the data is going in the warehouse. So none of the reports gonna work. So I'm thinking, oh crap, how am I going to get th- this data out? And I said, I know how. I'm going to have Oscar do it. <laughs> so, hey, Oscar, how would you get this data out cuz I don't want to go to the screen and count it stuff. And he's like, "Well, why don't we do a PowerShell thing? Maybe we can hook up into PowerShell or something." And that's when I saw this post. It's not directly related, but it's adding TFS to your PowerShell command line from uh, Maxine Rowler.
1: Yeah. Then, yeah, it's how I it but Rowler's right. probably better. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh,
0: and this post talks about how you can put basically get the TF uh, EXE and Hook that so it can be talked to from your PowerShell. And he cool. recently updated it for 2017. And that was the key. This has been around for forever. From, I think he started with 2010, and just recently updated for 2015, uh, 2017. So, Oscar, I'll send you the link on this one. And uh, before the show notes, before the show, I asked Martin. The, that same question and he gave me the, the probably the right suggestion is man there's a rest api for the actual build results and he sent me the url i'll put the url in the show notes for you guys too uh but that's actually the right answer it's probably just pull it this way and hell you can even ssrs reports can pull from yeah they REST can just talk straight to
1: address them. yeah address address. yeah
0: even excel can i think too so um yeah that's that's everything we need to probably write
1: cool let me know how you get on all right yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, um, a couple of posts here. So um, Sarah Ford, a uh, friend of the show, believe it or not, but well, she's, uh, she's um, you know, somebody I've worked with for a long, long time. Um, very, very awesome person. They used to do all the Visual Studio tips of the day, the original uh, Coplex PM. Well, not the, the very original one, but the one that you all heard of. Um, so she now works at GitHub, um, and she's doing, instead of Visual Studio tips of the day, she's doing GitHub tips of the day, you know, which is fine. Uh, but the thing that I really like as well. She can't, you know, you can take the you can take the girl out of New Orleans, but you can't take the New Orleans <laughs> out of the girl. And um, so as, as well as doing a GitHub tips of the day, she's obviously got the Visual Studio, you know, that's where she's from. That's where the heart is. Mm-hmm. And so all the tips she's doing, she keeps throwing in little Visual Studio bits to do this <laughs> and that, really talking about. And most of the time, it's just really, really good. You know, even if you're not using GitHub, even if you're just using the Git integration in Visual Studio, it's still a, a really, really good tipsy so wants to call that out and then specifically there was one about creating branches and uh, Sarah just shows you how to create the branch in the command line how to create a branch in Visual studio you know and what it actually does and, and all that sort of stuff and just it's just you know it's just all good stuff so uh, anyone who wants to you know follow along with a good series then check out Sarah's github tips of the day series
0: I told you my Sarah Ford story right I don't think so we were at a, I think it was PDC here uh-huh. in Los Angeles, and she was doing a chalkboard session on, I think it was Codeplex, and I wanted to ask her why the Codeplex um, logins started with SND. Huh. <laughs> and so I walk up, and one of the giveaways was a bottle of uh, um, a water thing, you know, a water thermos
1: thing. Right. Yeah.
0: And so I'm walking up to her, and I trip over one of the the chairs, and I squeeze the water thing, oh. and it shoots. A perfectly curved parabolic stream of water right onto Sarah's keyboard on her laptop. Oh my. <laughs> and she stops, I stop. And it's like, huh, oh my god! So you know, then we started, you know, cleaning up and and everything else. But uh, uh, you know, probably to this day,
1: she'll so remember it yeah is
0: So horrible! It's like, oh great! The first and that was the first time I ever met. Her. I uh, seen, you know, her post before. And, <laughs> but that now, that's a first impression. That's the guy who poured water all over my keyboard.
1: Yeah, I'm just sending <laughs> an I am now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's like, oh, a. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Hello. Really? wow dude um yeah hey another quick one while oh. we're on this it, hopefully you'll get the show out quicker than i get the shows out but um <laughs> That's true. Look at that, yeah and angela a yeah. uh, friend of the show angela Dugan, wouldn't be showing us we mentioned mentioned angela she's doing um a lunch and learn tomorrow as we're mm-hmm. recording so if um so if you are listening to this within minutes of the show coming out and you happen to live in the burbs of chicago then um because it's down where is it i just remember telling me it was down out in the uh it's down in Downers Grove. So, yeah, yeah it's not too far. But it's, it's outside of, you know, Chicago, down. It's, it's, it's in the suburbs. I think that's fair to say. People can correct me. Then um, they're doing a lunch and learn. So if we say there's no such thing as a free lunch, turns out there is. If you want to learn VSTS, you can do a lunch and learn. And come along and uh, learn about the enterprise adoption of VSTS uh, with Angela. On March 30th, that is, at uh, Downers Grove in Chicago.
0: So because I didn't move fast and I've ended up being Scrum for a number of our projects and uh so i've been keeping my eyes open for scrum related i'm a certified scrum master in the scrum alliance i know i'm not supposed to you know all you mvps and all you scrum.org people are not going to throw stuff at me because i, I don't but um but stuff changes and evolves over time. So, uh, you know, I, I needed it to get refreshed. And Donovan Brown, who, you know, we recently had on the show, has been doing a number of great posts about just, you know, the process of Scrum. He's in there. He's playing Scrum Master. Here's some of the things that he's running into. And uh, he did a recent post on uh, – and by the way, Donovan, I don't know if you're going to listen or not, but I read your, also your post about people saying pass at the stand-up. You
1: know, uh, yeah, that was a weird one, wasn't it?
0: and but my team was both i had two uh scrum teams and the, during two of those stand-ups we had people doing it It was just like the acceptable thing and i put a stop to that after reading his post i was like yeah you're right it's it's kind of stinky we're going to try something else we're going to iterate and try to improve this sprint and you know we, there is no pass there is only do. that is what mm-hmm. you're saying cool but he also did this post about um they were doing a sprint review and they're in the middle of it and uh some guy walks into the room and immediately starts asking questions about stuff. And Donovan says, "Uh, no, can you um, hold those questions? And, uh, you know, just let's wait until after for your questions. And Donovan goes on and continues with it. Um, And then uh, the sprints over and everybody leaves. But then the, one of the team members comes in and says, I can't believe you did that. And Donovan's why? I was a CEO. And Donald's like, I don't care. He just told us you would be quiet. doesn't matter. Rules apply to everyone. That's what his post was. Yeah, cool.
1: Especially, uh, you know, especially the chickens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we
0: had a rule. We have a rule that I I enforce kind of related to this. If you come to a meeting, I'm I'm a meeting um, start time Nazi. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, if I schedule it for 1 p.m., we start, we close the door, and we start at 1 p.m.
1: Wow, you must really hate me when it comes to recording podcasts. (laughs)
0: Uh, uh-huh. No, my friend, I've gotten used to you. And there's sometimes when, when you, yeah, but just in general, um, and everybody's learned that. And, and I've, you know, beaten them up out the head until they've really learned it. And one of the rules is if you come to a scrum meeting late, you're a chicken. I don't care. I don't care if you're the product owner. I, I, you know, I don't care if you're the stakeholder. If you come late, you can't speak. So, and that's been working out pretty good. Cool. So, yeah. MVPs. I saw this post like this weekend, this this YouTube video, and I just thought it was awesome. Now I'm going to try to play it. And I'm going to see. I don't know if it's going to come through or not. Um, can you hear that, Martin?
1: Um, uh, I think I can, but I'm not sure if it's from my own. No, it's from my own thing, but it doesn't matter.
0: Okay, well, and we'll see if it shows up in the video and the audio of the show or not. But basically, it's, um, you know, I want my MTV uh, redone as I want my MVP. And again, and it's just hilarious video. So, I, being how I was so MVP envious for so long, awesome.
1: Yeah,
0: oh, uh cool. Dave Musgrave uh, cool. is the one who found it for me and um Steve Endow is the singer and composer and artist.
1: Well, maybe not composer. It kind of borrows a lot of the uh, uh, uh,
0: Okay, yeah, that's true. Uh producer, he's the director.
1: Uh, he's the guy that made Vulcan. it. It's a parody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool.
0: So, ALM AM Ranger Time. Yay! Um the uh ALM February Champion Kevin Mack for his work on the Sonar Cube project. Yep. I love Sonar Cube. I, we're running Sonar Cubes. All of our nightlies are going into Sonar Cubes, and I get the email notifications on how the, the project is improved or not on those. I love that. Nice. So golf cup for Kevin. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, I was really excited when I read re- this next one. I, I, I don't use Yeoman. I don't yo much. Mm-hmm. I, uh, again, just between you and I. Don't tell anybody else. But, um. Donovan talked about it, and how yeah. he did his thing. Well,
1: well, yeah, he he did a different one, but yeah. yeah. Right, 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 There's right. Of this as well.
0: What was the one he did? Ah, uh, the, the Visual Studio Yo extension, team. right? Yeah, what was it? No, it's Yo like Team DSTS.
1: is what it is. But yeah, yeah, right.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah yeah. Well they what the D, um Alem Rangers did is they created a, uh, a generate team service extension, start a kit with human generator, VSTS-EXT. And I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Then there's a next post, why we broke generator-VST extension <laughs> and created generator team services extension. And then there's another post today with the roadmap for generator team services extension. And it cool. talks about the next spread and stuff. So, in short, if you are creating um, Visual Studio Team Services extensions, look at the show notes. Uh, this, it's not broken now, but you want to kind of keep an eye. It's evolving very quickly, I think, is the
1: yeah. end. Well, and, and like I say, uh, re- so the so what the what the what this extension's for is if you create a team services extension, mm-hmm. this is a yo template to help you create a team services extension quickly um, and put all the scaffolding down for you, really, right. so that you can do a new add-in. So, which is awesome because there's a bit of stuff to get set up, you know what I mean? And so, it's, it's great that we're automating some of that. But um, so if you if you were just doing it manually, you did like yo and then generate it by typing a different command in and then um, and then from the stuff you generated you just built on it mm-hmm. then you're broke because the stuff you generated is still fine everything works just great where, where where you would be it goes broke is if you were um doing you know doing the yo step as part of your pipeline and then adding your fin on top of that mm-hmm. then you would have to change the script which is called yo to go to go generate the scaffolding parts around it um yeah and then they're doing of work in in terms of the scaffolding that we generate itself just to we've got one that works now and gets you up and running but now we're trying to make it as simple as possible and as clean as possible and may make it easy to um hook into a bunch of stuff get some analytics out of it as well and you know just to, just the usual you know next day improvements now we've got the the core plumbing in place but no they've done a great job with that i'm really i'm really so it's amazing.
0: Well, it's feedback, and um, yeah. Michael Pedel from Agile Extensions sent us an email. Thank you, Michael, for listening. I really appreciate it. He he thanked us for his shout out about the wiki story, mm-hmm. uh, and he's there is a um, he's been doing a lot of Slack stuff. <laughs> we talked about Slack earlier, um, but he's pretty much into this, and I know he's invited me into a number of uh, Slack communities. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. I really need to get. Up. Yeah, anyway, come on. Yeah, <laughs> and,
0: and um, there's one that he's going to be a bunch of. There's going to be a bunch of. AM Mays in April. Uh, that whole that DevOps thing that we've been talking about a little bit. Um, there's team services, team services.slack.com, and we'll have the links in the show notes. Uh, so if you're interested in Slack uh, and team services, uh, that's one of the places where you'll definitely want to go.
1: I also want to. So wondered... right now, yeah, just to, just to clarify what you're saying there as well, right now you can't just go in on your own. You have to be invited in. Right. So if you want to drop us a line, uh, we can get, we can get you into that Slack or we're going to get, and then what will get set up very quickly with Michael is, um, basically a, a Slack in, uh, hosted. So you can just go to a website, type your email address in, and then you'll get an invite because, you know, Slack's invite only. So, um, But this will let you get an invite to that room if you just go to a website and type your email address in.
0: Yeah, and I don't want to give you – I don't know. I'll I'll have to ask Michael if if he minds me giving out his email address. Uh, you know what our email address, right? Everybody knows that. I, I don't have to tell you. It's radio tfs at outlook dot com. Yeah, email us there. Then um, just
1: ping us. Yeah. Michael's made, made us all admins, so we can add people in. So just do that for now, and then that'll, that'll give me the encouragement I need to get him a, a Slack in set up, so that I don't have to do it manually anymore.
0: And uh, I wanted to shout out for all the tweets and the replies. That you all did. There was so many of them. I'm not going to call them all out, but there were. uh, We were asking about what was your first Visual Studio?
1: Yeah, that was a good one.
0: And that was, brought a lot of things. And, and, you know, there was some controversy.
1: Uh, yeah, do we really mean Visual Studio or do we mean first development environments? Do we mean like, it's v, does VB, Visual Basic, does that include it? Because it wasn't really Visual Studio, was it? But,
0: yeah, yeah. And, and you know, we, we had some, uh, uh, you know, we were talking about how old guys we are, and uh, we got slapped down for if you just, when you started developing in that, you know, that, that doing production development work in Quick Basic. There you go. That's
1: a well, I wrote the quick basic it was old school. I wrote I, I, I did my university project in quick that's basic. Not,
0: that's not production though. I don't count that as production, man. It's got to be you know in a it business a, making money. You know homework assignments.
1: It was no, 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 used no. in university. I thought it was a magnetic. A microscope. Basically, it was this. Um, it, it would scan magnetic fields and give you an image of the magnetic field um, over an object as, you know, at microscopic levels. So uh, and, they, and they used it for years afterwards because I went back. But anyway,
0: I'll, I'll give that to you. I mean, damn rocket scientists. Anyway.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> All right. So. Um, I want to know why we're not getting any voicemail. Send us a tweet at Radio TFS. Send us an email, Radio TFS at Outlook.com. Or give us a voicemail, 1-425-233-8379. And remember, if it's safe for work, we'll play it on the air. So uh, why, why do you guys not like us? It's just easier to tweet. Then again, I don't call anybody either. I think talking to you right now is the most I've talked to a human in a while. <laughs> so <laughs> do you call people like on the phone?
1: Morton. me well i'm old so yeah i do but um uh, yeah. you know my wife hates it when i call her but uh apart from that like just not do the phone but everybody else yeah it's it's fun i mean i tend to talk to my wife in person generally but she's not a big fan of phone calls but um um yeah young people today just don't use the phone at all do they <laughs> i said that my phone rang the other day and i looked and i was like what the heck's going on Is you know, <laughs> like the world come to an end what's happening was like, Anyway, you know, it, it wasn't spam. It was somebody who needed me, so there we <laughs> it was an urgent thing. So, yep. Well, well millennials—they we always not... say that about millennials, don't they? You know, yeah. like you nobody—it know, was—it so, was so bad. Millennials were calling each other to ask them about stuff. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, my friend, I think that's a show. What do you sounds think? like a good show. Thanks very much for your time, everybody. Yep. Thank you for listening to Radio TFS.